From Innovation Alley at Marquette University, I'm Chuck Swoboda, and this is Innovators on Tap, a show based on the idea that innovation is about leadership. It's a mindset to find a better way, and ultimately, it's about people. This podcast is designed to allow you to open your mind to new ideas and find ways to put those concepts to work and maybe even change the world. Episode 11 continues our journey to uncover your innovator's spirit as we learn how to go beyond best practice. Today, we'll help you see the boundary conditions created by conventional thinking, explain how they fundamentally get in the way of innovation, and then we'll look at how you can keep yourself from getting caught in the trap created by these practices. That's what's on tap today. Enjoy. When it comes to leading innovation, one of the challenges we often face are preconceived notions about how we should try and get there. One of the biggest barriers that I faced in my own career was the desire by others to get me to embrace best practices. Early in my career, it was the suggestion that I follow the fashion guidance to dress for success, a version of the old adage that clothes maketh the man or that I not openly challenge management in front of the group with the thinking that if you do that, you will never get promoted. And later in my career, during my time as CEO, when my board and others wanted us to use more ideas that had already been proven to work at other companies. In each case, the advice was well-intended. You should use something that was already known to work and simply do it again. The problem with that advice is this. Best practices aren't actually the best. They're no better than what someone else is already doing. They will let you catch up, but they will not enable you to get ahead. Innovation is about leading, doing something that's never been done before, establishing something that is truly better, something that is actually the best. So take a minute and ask yourself, what is the best practice in your industry that everyone believes in? How much better would your company be if you actually found a way to do it better? Take a minute and think about it. This is not a hypothetical question. Consider the most innovative companies of their time. They didn't follow the rules established by others. Instead, they made their own. They found a better way. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, said this about going your own way. If everybody else is doing it one way, there's a good chance you can find your niche by going in exactly the opposite direction. But be prepared for a lot of folks to wave you down and tell you you're headed the wrong way. What Sam Walton was highlighting is that when everyone else is using best practices, innovation can be found by doing something completely different. It's the exact strategy that Walmart used when it realized that it could go around the traditional distribution channel and cut deals directly with their suppliers to offer customers the best prices. Avoiding best practice and instead creating a better practice allowed Sam Walton to become the father of modern retail. Or consider the example of Southwest Airlines, the only U.S. airline to constantly make a profit over the last four decades. Southwest's whole business model was built around ignoring industry best practices and instead finding ways to be as different from the other airlines as possible. 
Instead of the typical hub and spoke model, they located their planes in less popular airports to keep prices down and focused on turnover time at the gate so they could get more flights each day, which would not only increase revenue per plane, but it would allow them to lower their prices. Their co-founder and longtime CEO, Herb Kelleher, said the following. We've never tried to be like other airlines. From the very beginning, we told our people, question it, challenge it. Remember, decades of conventional wisdom has sometimes led the airline industry into huge losses. And that is what best practices are, conventional wisdom. And while there is a place in many businesses for traditional thinking, if you want to innovate, you need to start with the unconventional. This conventional wisdom is so ingrained in many businesses that in many cases, they don't even realize that it's there. For example, before newspapers were disrupted by the internet, they went through a series of cycles where they were forced to challenge their own status quo. For decades, everyone printed their news on broadsheets, the large pieces of printed paper that you normally associate with the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. Yet in the early 2000s, as many papers were starting to lose money, they began to question this conventional wisdom of newspaper design. In the UK, the newspaper The Independent switched from broadsheet to a smaller, more tabloid-style design, and the paper saw an immediate uptick in sales. It turns out that this style was actually easier to read and the customers preferred it. But the most interesting question is why was it best practice for newspapers to print on broadsheets in the first place? Well, when newspapers were first conceived of, they were taxed based on how many pieces of paper they used. By making the sheets larger, the news companies could fit more news on less pages, which saved them money. Eventually, in the 1800s, this tax was abolished, yet newspapers continued to print on broadsheets for the next century, because that's what always had been done. The Harvard Business Review highlighted this case, in which one senior newspaper executive explained the mindset in this way. Everybody in our business does it this way, and everybody has always been doing it this way. If it wasn't the best way of doing things, I'm sure it would have disappeared by now. And that's what best practices are. They are the way things used to be done, when the original reason for doing them doesn't even exist anymore. Some of the best innovations come from questioning the way things have always been done, and then not accepting because as the answer. So how can you keep yourself from getting stuck in this trap? First, challenge your habits, which are often an excuse for accepting best practice in your own life. While habits are extremely powerful and they can be useful, they often go unquestioned and unchallenged. We forget that there is always a better way. So take a few minutes and think about your favorite habits. Write down the two or three things that you do on a regular basis that are important to your success. Now ask yourself, how could you do those things better? And if you were able to do them better, what more might you achieve that is not possible today? And then I would suggest that you try something different over the next few weeks. It doesn't matter if your new approach works or not. Just try something new. And that will allow you to see the limitations of your current approach 
and the possibility for something even better. Like all forms of best practices, habits can be hard to change and they require deliberate effort. Mark Twain once said, a habit cannot be tossed out the window. It must be coaxed down the stairs a step at a time. So don't get frustrated if you don't immediately have success. And if you keep working at it, you are likely to discover that you can achieve things that you previously didn't think were possible. Next, you need to challenge workplace expectations. The work environment is filled with best practices. They're sold as the answer to all your problems. If you follow these steps, you will likely have success. And more importantly, you won't get into trouble if you don't. And you will also never be able to impact significant change. Those boundary conditions that limit failure, they also limit success. And certainly they get in the way of pursuing big new ideas. You can start by looking at some of the most basic practices and coming up with a better way. This could be as simple as questioning why most meetings default to 30 minutes or an hour when 15 minutes might do, or that you should hold the meeting sitting down instead of standing up. When people are standing, they tend to waste less time on the unimportant and get to the point. Or maybe you should question why you need to even have a meeting at all. Think about the cost of having all those people in one place away from their daily tasks and ask yourself, are you really creating enough value to justify the cost? Or could you communicate that information in a better way? Consider this perspective from a TED Talk by Jason Fried, the founder and CEO of Basecamp. And meetings are just toxic, terrible, poisonous things during the day at work. Um, we all know this to be true. And you would never see a spontaneous meeting called by employees. It doesn't work that way. It's like the manager calls the meeting so the employees can all come together. And it's an incredibly disruptive thing to do to people. So they go into a meeting room, they get together, and um, they talk about stuff that doesn't really matter, usually, because meetings aren't work. Meetings are places to go talk about things you're supposed to be doing later. So how do you take on these deeply held mindsets? Start by doing something different. Have a 15-minute stand-up meeting and force everyone to get to the point. If they want more time to discuss other things, let them handle that offline in smaller groups so everyone else can get back to actually creating value. This will likely make you and your team uncomfortable at first, but keep going. Because as organizational psychologist Herminia Abara said, The paradox of change is that the only way to alter the way we think is by doing the very things our habitual thinking keeps us from doing. Once you have success changing some of the more basic workplace expectations, it is time to move on to the more complicated ones. And although they may seem more difficult at first, the approach is the same. And last, you're going to want to challenge the way you are solving the customer's problem. When developing products or services, we often let industry convention dictate what we should or should not do. Like the newspaper example that I mentioned earlier, we often embrace boundary conditions as fixed when in fact, they hold the prime opportunity for innovation in your business. Best practices tell us what should be, but they also limit what could be. Take Warby Parker, the online eyewear company who moved beyond best practice and questioned whether consumers needed a store to try on glasses 
or if they could create an online experience that was even better. Barbara Kahn, professor at Wharton, said, Warby Parker figured it out with an offer to let customers choose five pairs of glasses for five days. You can try them on in front of your mirror, show your friends, post it to Facebook, and get other people's opinions. Warby Parker is a great example of questioning the best practices of your industry and finding a new way to add value to customers' lives. If you want to innovate, you need to question best practice and always assume that there is a better way. Because if you don't find it, I can assure you that someone else eventually will. If you learn never to leave well enough alone, you will not only find innovation, you might even change the world. Thanks for listening to this episode of Innovators on Tap, which focuses on how to go beyond best practices. If you enjoyed hearing about this concept, you can learn about it in more detail in my book, The Innovator Spirit, which is available wherever you buy books. If you found value in this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues because I think we all know of things that could use some innovative thinking. Please feel free to contact us through our website at innovatorsontap.com. We're always open to new ideas or critical feedback. My belief as an innovator is anything you do today can be done better tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Let's go change the world.